It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 253. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, Unending Journey, live stream adventures with the community team. Invite friends back with the callback campaign. Patch 6.2 Buried Memory Special Site Update. Tales from the Dawn Updated. Patch 6.21 Notes. New optional items available. The Primal's Live in Japan. Beyond the Shadow, out now. A Stroll with Yoshi P at Tokyo Game Show 2022 airs Sunday, September 18th. We've got developer's blog and fan mail, but first let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Hey, Ruby. Hey, Carrie. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. What's up? Hey, what's been going on this week? Uh, it's been a pretty decent week. Got a lot of, got a lot of playtime in. It's been good. Um, I don't see why anybody wouldn't. 6.2 is in full swing. And there's um, a lot to be done. Capping tomes, doing pandemonium. You got to get your little weapon, your sword. So you got to run your PS, P, P8 normal every week to get that done. I'm not on P8S. There's no way. I mean, I know. It's only 99% now. I might have a chance, but no, I won't joke. I'll, I'll never have a chance, probably. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe next patch I'll have a chance. But it's been good. It's been a good week. Um, so, yeah, on top of all that stuff, capping tomes, doing normal pandemonium. Um, just been doing just the, the normal daily playing. Um, I really haven't been doing, like, all the daily stuff because I would work. I was working on Paladin and I kind of stopped working on that a little bit. And that was just through the Beast Tribe. Oops, my bad, the tribal quests. And uh, I've been doing that. But I kind of pa- put a pause on it, not because Paladin sucked; they did get their buff, but uh, just because I got I got bored with it. Um, but I did I did pivot, and I was working on um, Dark. So like I'm on my my Garo adventure, my Garo quest to get all my Garo titles uh, because I'm a scrub and I have a lot of jobs that were just at fifty. <laughs> I had never pushed them beyond that, so I had four left: Warrior, Dark, Monk, and Samurai. Warrior was finished, I think, last episode I talked about that. Dark, I've pushed to 60. Uh, that was a little more fun for me than Warrior, I think. I don't really know why, but I, I, I maybe I resonated with the abilities of Dark a little better, so that was more fun to run. I still was running the tanks on um, the the duty, what's it's called now, the it's trust kind trust, of thing. It's not trust, it's duty it's support. duty something. It's duty support? Yeah. Duty support. And uh, I like that. They actually run really well. I don't feel like they're terribly slow. Um, and, of course, I'm running like the Airy, the Vault, uh, Somal, the three that they've got. I'm still kind of sad that they don't have like whatever the first one is, like the, the Ice one, um, Steel Vigil, Stone Vigil, whatever oh, the Vigil one is. Um and uh, I, I wish they had had that one, but I do like that the three that they do give, um, it, it feels interactive. And now I'm on, I'm on Samurai. I'm working on Samurai. I don't know why. I always leave Monk for last, but I, I doing Samurai now. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Samurai, probably for the same reason I'm not a huge fan of Monk. It's like it's not one two three one two three. It's like one two three one four five one two, and then you've got the ability you use, and then every so often you get. A proc, and then, but you, you've got to do this weird dance. And Monk is the same way, right? It's like, I'm in Raptor, I'm in this, I'm in that. And I just, 
I don't like it. It's too many buttons. My hands go in too many places. I want my dumbass summoner where I'm just one, 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 two, one, one, two. Anyway, so um, I'm playing Samurai now. It's fun to see the dynamic in those Samal and Vigil, uh, not Vigil, but um, Vault and the stuff of where you swap out. Because I've been playing Warrior and I've been playing, you know, most of them have Estinian in it and Alphano because I'm playing Warrior and playing a tank. Um, but now that I'm playing a DPS, I'm seeing, um, uh, what's her name? Shiva. What's her face? Um, can't think of her name Ice right Heart. now, but. Iceheart, yeah. I'm seeing her uh, as the tank. And it's kind of nice because she's wearing the Shiva weapons, the shield and the sword. And um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm enjoying the dialogue when they say little things. I'm also enjoying that these new dungeons drop music. So I at least open the chest at the end so I can get uh, music that I guess had not been in these dungeons before. They don't sell for much now because the content's a few weeks old, but... Um, it is, uh, it is pretty nice cause I'm collecting more songs and I'm sending songs to Cinna, my wife, and she likes to collect the orchestrian roles. So it's been fun. It's, it's really good. Um, in my quest to do that, you know, part of it too, and I think what, part of what spurred me on on this Garo quest is that I had too much shit in my inventory because I had jobs at 50. I had jobs at 60, I had jobs at 70, and they weren't all the same role. Like I had, you know, some war, some tanks were, were 50 and 60 and 70, and I had some DPS at 50, 60. So it's like, I want to get rid of all the fucking 50 gear. I want it out. I want it gone. So I'm getting stuff as they go to 60. I got to, ch- I got a chance to get all my tank gear over to 60 gear. Well, I, I don't want to, I know you swim in poetics, but I don't want fucking poetics. I want Alexander <laughs> gear. I want to get the Alexander gear. So I was like, um, I think I, I had put some, uh, pandemonium gear because I'd gotten, you know, a couple of helm pieces, all the body pieces and I'd put them on my healer. I have two healers at 90, uh, white mage and scholar. And I had, uh, I had started working on the glamour and the, the hands and feet didn't look right. And I'd ha- I had Alexander hands, and I mean like the last year, Ale- hand- Alexander hands. And uh, I didn't have the boots. And the boots don't look that great, but they had a gold trim that I felt like matched the body piece that, that came out of Pandemonium, uh, Abyssos or whatever we're on now. And um, I went in. And I think that one was like the second tier or something. And it's, I think that's the one with the gobby in the long hallway that has the like, the spiky wheel that comes after you. And if you stand on the traps, they drop stuff on your head. And I don't know if you remember that, ladies, but that, that one at, at the time it was kind of wild. Then it was a walk in the park. Now I'm in there in summoner and I'm just like, boop, he's gone. So I got, I got the, <laughs> the feet that I wanted. But then I was like, well, I kind of want to see if I can get a weapon. Can I do Alexander? And I went in like three times on Summoner. And for some reason, like the, the third set of ads where it's got like – it's like two bigger ads and one's got a big circle underneath it and the other one doesn't. They said they would get me down and I was like – I was losing to them. And then I realized, well, I don't think you can – I don't think you can keep one inside the circle of the other or they get a buff. I'm going to have to kite a little bit. So I kind of mixed up how I was doing it and I was able to burn them down. And then here's big boy Alexander shows up 
and I just unload on this motherfucker and I beat it. And I, I guess that's not unreasonable, but to think like now I can just waltz into Alexander at level 90 and just destroy it. So I got the mount. <laughs> I've beaten it. I beat it back in the day. Remember, yeah, we, Yelta, yeah. oh, you and yeah. I were beat it on the it, day it was, of, you know, was, the day it was going to swap patch, over. Patch Miss Eve, right? Patch Miss Eve. I had a bug up my ass. I wanted to beat it before they added any nerfs or anything. And I think you, I reported that I was working on it and you got your ass in another party. Your party killed it before my party did, but we got By seconds. Got, I think it was it, by it your was, seconds. It was, it was less than half an hour. Yeah. But you got the you got the mount that night, and I didn't. Your group, I think you won the mount in that group. I that did. You were in. I did. Yeah. So I, in Yelta fashion, and <laughs> uh, I had never gotten that mount. So uh, I, I went in and I got the mount. I was like, "Well, this is pretty cool." I got the. I ended up getting the white mage cane on the first go, even though they give you a coffer now, and it looks cool because it's red and it matched the outfit that I was wearing. So I like that, and uh, so I went in a few more times so I could get weapons. So long story short, uh, I, I went back in several times between that, Ark, uh, the Gobby again, and I picked up all the gear for what I'm going to need for the – well, the Warriors are all 60'd out. War, I keep saying Warriors, so the tanks are all 60'd out, Warrior and Dark. And now um, my samurai, I've got the gear ready to go when it's 60, which shares the monk gear, so it's fine. I went back and I got it for Dragoon because I had gotten Dragoon to 60. That was previous to these four jobs to get the Garo title for that. So that was kind of neat. I saved my poetics. I wasted a, a, an hour or two doing goofy shit, but I thought it was still fun. It's, it's cool to go back and do some of that. And I had done that for level 52 when I was doing uh, – trying to gear those up. I went back to Coil and see how fast I can beat Van Darnus and Bahamut and some of those things. So it's ridiculously fast. So if you've never done any of that stuff and you just want to do it, go in and do it. It's it's fun. I'm sure I did other shit. I can't remember anything else I did. It seemed like a lot of it was PvP. I had some wins in um, the um, uh, the big matches, not not the Crystalline Conflict, but the roulettes and... That's nice to finally get some of those frontline wins. Um, it helps helps with your achievements, and uh, I even was on twin batters a couple of times, and we pulled it out of our ass. So th- those are always fun. Um, just having a blast in some of that. It's nice to get some series marks from that. So I think it's very much achievable if you're just starting off in this patch, and you're like, I, w- I don't want to miss anything from my series card of getting my PvP stuff. I mean, run a front lines every day. I, I, you'll you'll start getting stuff if you if you don't want to run crystalline conflict. There's still there's still reason to do some of the other PvP. And I think front lines is fun. I never see that paladin cheese that everybody keeps talking about, um, where they can like cover you and then also use uh, hallowed ground and whatever the fuck they're talking about. So I don't know. I guess I'm just oblivious to those kind of things. I just take my samurai and try to chop people down to bits. It's pretty fun. So I'm having a blast. I can't wait to talk about some of the stuff because there was a lot of news, kind of some hidden news. I feel like there was some like hidden Yoshida news that was uh, going around. Yeah. And I kept thinking like every day I was like, oh, what are you talking about? And there's some cryol news. I got riled up at a cryol post on the official forums because some guy was upset at the cryol news and i was like you whiny ass baby he even got the color of her outfit wrong i was like you gonna come in here talking about cryol like that at least get her outfit right so 
I don't know, man, but I'm excited because there's a lot of buzz, even though we just had a patch. It just seems like we're starting to get peppered with even more like 7.0 information and things and keeps the buzz going. I like it. So, Carrie, what have you been up to? Um, I did. Honestly, I was just playing catch up from the patch still. Um, so I finally did get to go and do uh, MSQ. I totally finished that and that was great. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Are we going to do our little spoilery bits on that or are we going to wait? Again. Oh, the waiting is over. Well, Excellent. I, think, I, think Excellent. I, would, I would. I would like to vote the waiting of MSQ is over. We're good. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I like where it's going. I like, you know, Yelton. I talked about that a little last. Was it? Or we we all talked about that a little last time. Just like the first dungeon. I freaking loved the first dungeon. I love the way it looks. Um, I love. Zero, the introduction of her character. There are some issues there. Um, there's just so much I loved about it. And I don't know. I don't know where we're going to talk about this, but I, I I really enjoyed it. I like where it's going. Um, there were some issues with, I don't know, consistency or something. Or there were some holes in, in her character a little bit. But other than that, I, I like. I like where it's going, and I, I can't wait to see, well, like, when they come around to, you know, the next expansion and stuff. I think it's going to be fantastic. So, um, otherwise, I did Island Sanctuary. I, I got to rank seven, so I'm not steamrolling it. I'm just, I'm just taking my time. I've been logging in either, like, for a little while in the morning before I go to work or a little while at night before I go to bed and just i'm i'm not grinding it hard i'm not hitting it i'm just doing it to the level it's fun for me and you know i'll uh expand a workshop and expand my house and expand the farm fields and the and the um pastures and things and then i'll go gather up the materials to do whatever comes next and it's just it's super super fun and i still enjoy you know every time oh there's a new there's a new tool i can make on my on my crafting and oh there's a new um what do you call them trap i can get to get some new critters so that was the other thing i went and did i found th i think 3 without looking anything up i think i found 3 of the special critters on the island so that was really fun for me and, I, I resisted uh, I wanted... for a long time. People were trying to throw me guides and stuff. And I'm like, I want to try to organically find most of these. Yes. Yeah. And at first I was so excited because I didn't know there were special ones. I wasn't reading anything about the patch because I was behind like a week or two even. So I, I was staying off Twitter for the most part and staying off the forums and staying off the Reddit and just trying to avoid it. It's like I ran into a, what was it, the Red bird of paradise or whatever the hell they call it. I saw that one. I did not get it, but I'm like, Oh my God, I've never seen that before. What the heck is it? And why is it here? And then it disappeared. Like I tried to catch it once and it was there, but then I think it timed out because I think they're related to the time of day. So yeah, they, it just disappeared in front of me. I'm like, I have got to find out what's going on here. So yeah, it was, it was really neat. Just, I walked up to a black chocobo just out of the blue. I'm like, oh my God, there's a black chocobo. So I went and grabbed him and then I got a, um, I don't remember what it's called, but the Opa Opa one. 
I got that one too. So yeah, it was just, it was really, it was fun to find something out of the ordinary in something that was, I mean, it's, it's, it's gathering, you know, it's grindy gathering. So that was kind of a nice surprise to find in the middle of all of that. And it's still, it's still exciting to me every time I get a better tool and start getting new shit out of the exact same nodes. Um, I know some people think that's lazy and that there should be more, I don't know, that everything should have its own thing that you hit. But I kind of like the system. I kind of like it the way it is. And I swear to God, they've got it set up for new stuff for the next time even maybe. Like there's a specific mushroom that's all over the goddamn island. So I'm wondering if they're going to make that some sort of spot later for, for you know, making new foods or something. Or there's a couple other things on the ground, like I'm blanking on them right now, but I, I bet you've seen them too, that they're, they're so like just flora or fauna or something. Yes, flora or fauna that's obvious. out in the world and it's, you know, very obviously all over the place but in a way that looks like this is a spot that you could hit later when they add content um, or something. I don't know. But yeah, so I've been having fun on my island. I've been having fun with the MSQ. Um, I did not run the normal pandemonium. I unlocked the quest, so I'm ready to walk in there. Um, so I'm excited to get that done in the next couple days. That'll be great, probably over the weekend. And then... Um, I actually did a thing. I <laughs> I have so much shit on my um, retainers. So I I actually had like seven retainers when I quit playing six years ago. And I couldn't find all of the stuff that I knew I had. I'm like, well, I didn't throw it away. There's no way in hell I would have thrown this away. So where is it? Well, then I unlocked my retainer started because I didn't realize I had pay retainers. I had forgotten about that. So I'm like, okay, I'll get them long enough to clean them off and, and get all the stuff, you know, um, harvested off of them and then let them go. Except for I forgot my stupid pay ones are like the highest level ones I have for running, <laughs> running and gathering materials and shit. So I'm like, okay. But, um, yeah, so I emptied all of them out. Like, when I left, there was no glamour dresser. There was, um, there was, I think there might have just barely been an armoire. But I moved, like, 200 pieces of equipment from my retainer, or from my retainers onto, like, my glamour dresser. It just, just, like, stuff I'd been keeping because I liked the way it looked and shit. And, and there was nowhere else to keep them except retainers back then, so... I spent forever, I started selling the shit out of old materia and old, just garbagey crap, like just the crap that my retainers bring back that's not worth much. But I could not believe, like, before I was done putting the stuff up for sale, I had made like half a million gil. <laughs> it was just like, this is the most ridiculous thing. It's like, I, I was just... I, there's so much stuff on those retainers that I don't even know what they are. I don't know what they do. I do not remember what they were a part of. But, yeah, apparently some people do and they like them. So uh, that's that's what I did there. And that took me a couple hours to go through all of those and just sell the shit out of everything. But the other fun thing I was doing is I was um, 
looking around. I'm making a basically putting together a thing because I'm decorating my apartment, and that is very very fun for me. I do want to do like the manor set, so now I'm going to do some manor runs. I haven't yet, but I'm planning it. I'm going to go do some manor runs to get some what is it wax Yelta and. Um, Varnish, uh, varnish, and varnish wax. and wax. Yeah, yeah. gotta go get a whole shitload of varnish and wax so we can make the uh, um, furniture sets because that's what I want to use is mostly manor furniture for my apartment. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and yeah, I'm looking forward to doing Pandemonium this week. So, that's all I got up to. What about you, Yelta? I played quite a bit. I actually played a lot. I because I'm an insane woman. I have an alt. I was playing. I don't even remember when I started it. I think it was because she wasn't high enough level to do the rising event. She was level six. So I wouldn't play it. Never did take her back and do the rising event with her, but she's like level 50 and finished her realm reborn. So <laughs> no, no, I take it back. I haven't done the last, the last two dungeons or something of a realm reborn, but, uh, so I'm nuts, but it's fun. Um, I just on Yelta did, I did capped tomes, which is notable because I haven't been capping tomes in I don't know how long, uh, and did weekly stuff. I did my, uh, uh, pandemonium. I haven't been real picky on drops because I don't even know what else I want to play. So I've just been kind of like, I don't know, getting, if I have one, I try to loot another one so I can get black mage gear or something, but. You got to do eight, right? Because you need that item so that you can get your weapon, you know, how that all works. Uh, let's see. I did some leveling, too. I've been doing the tribe dailies, and then usually, I, like, I run a couple dungeons or whatever. And I, I, I got to 90 this week. I got Ninja, Summoner, and Astrologian to 90. Uh, they were at they were in their 80s, I think, last time we talked. So, I th- well, I had everything at 80, so... It was just 10 more levels. And then I got a bug up my ass and went and got a whole bunch of triple triad cards from NPCs. I think I'm down to, I think I only need 20 cards total. Wow. Yeah, but like, uh, this, uh, some of them are dungeon drops, mostly newer dungeon drops. Uh, there's one that you can buy for a million gil, not gil, MGP. <laughs> there's that one, the Zidane card comes from the triple Triad gold packs. I bought about 200 gold packs today and did get it eventually. Oh my god. That was a lot of MGP. Uh, but other, but then I think I'm gonna get stuck when it's tournaments because I never do the tournaments and there's, you know, I know that like Vi from the free company was trying to stay on the top board so that she could get some card or whatever, but it's like, yeah, she was on the board at the beginning of the week, but she was like barely oh, yeah. on the board by the end of the, you know. It's, I, I've been, I've played that game many times, been mm-hmm. number three, and then you're number 20, maybe, oh, man. by the end of it. Ruby, how many cards do you have left, do you know? Oh, I don't know. I've got quite a, I've got quite a bit, but um, the most I'm salty about is missing two of the legendary cards. I'm still missing... Furion and missing Cecil, and one of them I could have got from that bitch Tataru before she swapped her oh, card out in right. Heaven's Words. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, I got lightning from her instead. But the other ones, I don't think Cecil's ever been available outside of the tournaments. I think you might. There may be some packs or something you can get it from, but it's very, very rare. 
Yeah, so I don't know why, but I just got, uh, I decided that I was going to play Triple Triad. So, um, and I just kind of brute forced a lot of them. I just kind of guessed on decks and I don't know. Some of them I just played a lot of them and watched YouTube videos, just losing over <laughs> and over again until. <laughs> but, um, uh, the only other thing I did is then last week, or earlier this week, I guess, right before maintenance, Somebody shouted about a, 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 a PF, something up in the PF. They wanted to do the Puppets Bunker as all healers. And the uh, message specifically said, Healers only, bring your worst glams, use rescue on cooldown, I demand to see blood. So I joined this, and it actually went really, really well. But they also uh, didn't sync it. It was unsynced. So we were all like level 90 in there. It was fun. It was pretty interesting to see what kind of worst glamour everyone came up with. I, I had a pretty terrible glamour myself. <laughs> like a <laughs> like a pumpkin head and like the bunny tights and then the nath body piece. <laughs> Hooves from uh the reindeer costume on my uh feet. It was it was terrible. But uh, it was it was fun and you know, it's 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 always kind of amazed me how many people just, you know, we make our own fun sometimes. You know, that's people can get pretty creative and have a lot of fun just doing their own thing. I feel like I did other stuff, but I I guess I really didn't. I just kind of I think mostly I leveled a bit and I don't know. Oh, I did get two lines on uh Wondrous Tales, which was nice. I had like a 2% chance of getting three lines. I had to get, I had two stickers left, and one of them had to go in one spot. I already had two lines, and I just needed one sticker to go in one spot, and it did, and one of the two stickers, and it wouldn't. But, oh well, that <laughs> happens. Oh, I know what else I did. I did go for Unreal, and we, uh, we killed, uh, what is it, Separat this this time. Fun fight. I still like that fight. Nice. And I, I did get enough of the tokeny things to get one of the mounts that I think the mount you can only get from doing Wondrous Tales, or not Wondrous Tales, from uh, doing Four Hollows, Fox Hollows. So, so that was cool. It, that's kind of a slow grind. You get it's uh, it's it's weeks and weeks of uh, only getting to do it twice a week to buy something, but it's something I do with the free company, so that makes it worth it for me. I think actually get into voice chat and see how everybody is and run stuff with them. So, But that was my last two weeks. Uh, listeners, if you want, you can tell us about your last two weeks. Go to the website www.gtffxiv.com and let us know what you've been doing or send us a tweet or an email. Alright, we're going to also remind you we did extend our contest, our Final Fantasy XIV cook contest. So uh, the lovely prize is the Final Fantasy XIV cookbook. And we are running this through the end of September. And uh, so what did we say? Tweet tweet us a screenshot having anything basically to do with cooking or food and send it to Final Fantasy or send it to us with the hashtag FFXIVCook. All one word, FFXIVCook. All right, the first round is news. The Unending Journey live stream adventures with the community team. This is on the 15th. This was today. Actually, it's funny because I would think I was in the game at the time, and they now send you a little 
pop like notification in game in your chat log when these things are going to start. I did not, however, have time to go check this out. But the EU team was going into Pandemonium, and then they were going to go do the new EX fight. So they were all on Ragnarok. That's the Chaos Data Center. And then they're going to stream in... Oh, this is earlier. I must have said they were streaming in French on the 8th, German on the 9th. (laughs) So they're uh, getting more international with some of their shows, it sounds like. They did have some lovely prizes, so that's cool. We had Alizé and Alphano, and I can—I know his name. It's just escaping right this minute. It's another A. What uh, is this? He's oh, the Ishgard talking, yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. You know that Ishgard Amaric. guy? Amaric. Amaric, yeah. I'm like, it's A something. Little porks, he's cute. What is this thing over here that's got a blue? What is Are that? Those pins? A pin? That's what they look like. Yeah, that's cute. I would. I would take a. I would take a blue plus side quest marker plus pin. Marker yeah. Pin. yeah, yeah, it's pretty cute. All right, so that was today. Actually, uh, the callback campaign is in full swing once more. So if you have friends or loved ones who used to play aren't playing, you should seduce them back to playing. And that runs from September 7th through the 30th. And you can uh, find someone on your friend list and actually choose invite a friend to return. And it actually will go email them with their registered email, I think. They had to have not been playing for 90 days, though. So, so that's cool. And then there are rewards. It's these silver. or You get the gold chocobo feathers if you get someone to come back. So that's cool, and that's uh, that's where you get like the Twintanya Mount and the Amber Drought w- Chocobo Whistle, that kind of thing. And then if you get if you do return, you get 14 days of free play, a bunch of Aetherite tickets, a bunch of Silver Chocobo feathers, which you can use to buy um, a, a equipment level 20, 50, 60, 70, 80 equipment, and you go trade those in at the Calamity Salvagers. So. That's cool. I don't know if I know anybody who hasn't been playing, who hasn't come back. Maybe I'd make my husband if I <laughs> needed some gold chocobo feathers. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, the patch 6.2 buried memory special set update. I think what the only thing that's different is all the things that were question marks before now actually have like the uh the titles. The the trials, pictures and yeah, that kind of thing. They put some screenshots for uh, Pandemonium that weren't here before, I think. Okay. It's just uh, anything that was like a secret. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tales from the Dawn, they did, have they've done two of those since then. I have not read these, and I didn't take the time to speed read them before the show. Uh, I read them. Did you read them? Do you want to give us that? Yeah, I can give you a synopsis of them. I, I will say this, and this is all opinion. You know, my own. I don't think they're getting better. I think they're getting worse as they've gone. Uh, the first story was about Vinat and the librarian or the watcher, which I thought was a little cool. I, it wasn't the greatest story because it was kind of almost like the watcher was just thirsty for Vinat. But it was kind of neat to get like a little backstory about who the watcher was. All right, And then the second one was about... Aaron Vale, and I think we talked about that a little bit last time, maybe? I don't know. I talked about this with somebody. And um, the only part to me of the Aaronville story, the second story, that I thought was of any major interest 
was the end where he talks about his name was uh, – he took his name from where he was from and it's not his real name. So it's like, well, what's his real name? And then um, I'm getting the feeling – I think it says here, you know, somewhere in here that he's from a far off land. So it's like is is he going to be from a place – that we're, that we'll discover in 7.0 that we're going to go to in 7.0. Um and this game has done this this kind of weird trope now. It wasn't this way in 2.0, but it's we're 3.0 really, but it's kind of devolved this way. Is where we've man, I hate to say it like this, is where we've almost taken racial stereotypes and we've made the map similar to where we think that these people live on on earth. And we've made societies, and I re- you started to see it with like Stormblood, with the Far East, where they made you know Kugana and stuff, and it was heavily Japanese, and then Yangzhou was kind of Chinese, and there was some influence, but not really, but it was, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then you've got stuff now like Thavnir, which has a like a very like Indian influence. But then there's like some little bit of like Middle Eastern stuff and you're starting to see – but like if you look at it on a map, continent-wise, they start to make the shapes of these continents almost look like Earth. So there's this joke that Maricidia is going to be Aorzean Australia because it's south and it's a big <laughs> island and you know, are, are we going to – things that will try to kill you? Yeah, I mean, maybe so, you know, I don't know how much, how many tree people live in Australia, but I mean, you know, it could be a thing. But I don't get the idea, and I've, I've seen this kicked around, maybe Aaron Vol is from, uh, Maricidia. I, if I'm going with the wacky stereotype thing that they're doing here, I think he's from the New World. I think that that's, that, that, it, it, there's a little bit of South America or something going on there. And I watched a video. I can't think of who. There's a YouTuber I've just kind of caught wind on recently, and he's done a, a couple of videos about new jobs that he thinks may come out. And his guesses were a new um, magical range and a new physical range. I was actually surprised at the physical range but um, and gave some reasoning. But he did a whole world map, like where could we go in 7.0? And he went to all the places – Talked about all the places that Emmett Selk mentions uh, at the end of 6.0, where they are at in the lore, where they would be on the world map, what they would look like. And I got to say, it, it felt pretty close to my personal feelings on it. Now, Yoshida could flip the script, but I could very well see if we see the new world and we've seen what what some of the dress of the new world is. There's a there's a lot of Native American or, you know, influence uh, in in the dress that we've seen come out of the new world could very well be like a South America type situation. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Bell come from that. To me, that was the biggest thing. It was just him kind of seeing adventurers come through and he got a, got a glimpse of, you know, different adventures come through that we've seen in the story before. So it was like the, you know, the, uh, the guest spot of the, of the paragraph. You know, who's coming up now. So that story was all right. Just maybe some bits and pieces of where 7.0 could take us. The newest story I didn't think was that great. It was about Hermes. And it was about Hermes kind of going over. I think there was a little bit of past and future. Not past and future, but there was like, it was during the events. 
of um you know just before our fight with him um i think the after he's forgotten um and trying to remember why um a little bit about like him creating median and um i to me it didn't it didn't really it didn't shed any light on anything and it certainly didn't make me more sympathetic to um to hermes to me he's the least the least sympathetic character out of the whole thing. I can see people siding with Vinat. I can see people siding with Emmett Selm sometimes, but I just, I don't, I, I, to me, I don't, I find uh, Hermes very unsympathetic. And so this story did nothing for me. I'm hoping the final story is something great. I, I can't even imagine who it's going to be about, um, but I, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's a little better. I feel like stories in the past from other expansions did a better job of shedding light or, or a better job of lore telling that made me feel like I learned something about the characters. And I'm not quite getting that. As the stories go, I feel like I'm learning less and less about these characters. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's an interesting take. I want to go read them. And, and, and I I have a bad habit of waiting till basically they're all out and then reading them all at once. All right, let's move on to patch 6.21 notes. These was a small patch, of course, denoted by its tiny but mighty note. Tiny <laughs> but mighty. I've heard this called the get good patch notes. <laughs> Paladin got buffs, I think. It looks yeah. like buffs. Hell yeah, Warrior, we did. Warrior didn't really need buffs, but it got, I don't know, maybe it did. There's a, there's a discussion that says they did. Yeah, okay. Willing to, okay. and we can talk about that after we discuss these. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then very interesting. Uh, they nerfed the hit points of the uh, last boss in Pandemonium Eighth Circle. They they reduced it. Uh-huh. It was interesting. So the adjustment applies to both phases of the battle. So blah blah blah, and their endeavor to create an encounter that was you know challenging. Blah blah blah. They adjusted stuff. So here's the thing. Under normal circumstances, the DPS of this team serves as a base for determining a boss's HP value that results in clears as close to the time limit as possible. However, as extra time was dedicated to testing this battle, the team's overall performance proved to be higher than you. They got too good. The the dev team, the QA team, was too strong because they tested it longer than normal. So anyway, as a result, the base values used to adjustments were too high, with the final values roughly 1% higher than intended. They've reduced it <laughs> to keep it in line. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny, but it, it you know, it's like, you know, may, yeah, maybe you got a time box how long you're, you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's kind of a fascinating thought. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. well, we've, we've rated or even, you know, non- you know, end gamey raid stuff. You you know that once you learn the fight and learn how to play well with each other, and you know, uh, you know, and if they had, you know, you you it, you you learn so much that all of a sudden something just clicks. Sure. So if they, you know, you know, they, they played long enough to get past that click, <laughs> you, you know, because I because we've had clears where we then wiped to it the next three times you ran it, you know. Oh yeah. But, you know, if they, it sounds like they got to that point where, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. It just cracked me up because Reddit and Twitter was all memes. It was just oh, all absolutely. Yoshida making faces at people telling them, well, our 
elite team, do you even play this game, guys? <laughs> like, we play this game. It was just, it was really funny to watch on social media. The ones I liked were the congratulations on your win, although it was 99%. And uh, <laughs> I hope you feel great about finally beating the eighth boss, even though it wasn't as strong as it was the first time. It was just, <laughs> like, now you got that dig, unless you were that week one group or whatever. You know. Well, we already had those digs, right? Because everybody's like, well, by the second week or the third week or the fourth week or the sixth week, you have better gear and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of like one more drop in the bucket, you know? Sure. And we've had nerfs you know. on, on other fights before, just not for this reason. Yeah. They just never have come out and said, oh, we were too good at, at playtesting the boss. Yeah. All right, now you will get Echo in the, the earlier Pandemonium Savage, the previous four floors. Makes sense. Which is normal. And uh, they resolved a whole bunch of issues. I'm trying to think if there was... Well, the big issue I, re- I recall coming out of this is the uh, enemies not showing up. Not enemies. The the catches. Oh, the, yeah. The, the island the, sanctuary. The shinies not showing up. The yeah. stuff wasn't showing up unless you left your island to come back when a weather changed. And uh, yeah. by doing so, you could potentially lock yourself out of the island because there's too many people on their islands. And so you wouldn't be able to come back and catch your mob. So they fixed that. That was the big one I heard about. Yeah, there's some graphical tweaks. There's some uh, gears portrait linking going on. Mm. I did Apparently. hear some complaints about that. I want to I want to go back and talk about these uh these yeah. job adjustments because yeah. this was um this was a hot issue in in week 1 and really you know a week whenever you're doing the the world race there's certain people you watch that you're like oh is JP going to get it first is Europe going to get it first who's going to get the first kill but then there's also your favorite streamers who are going for it but they're not going for it and and one of which i watch is is xenosis um and he is known for man mode warrior mode he 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 plays a warrior true you know tried and true and when they got to eight savage he had to switch to gunbreaker because the warrior DPS was not enough to beat the boss. Not because he's not good. Warrior was undertuned slash the boss was overtuned. Uh, and it, and if you played, nobody was playing paladin comp because it just, no way. <laughs> nobody yep. was playing paladin suck, man. Um, but warrior, they, uh, they found that it just didn't have enough oomph, even with the burst damage. Now, there's a difference, and we, we'll talk about that in a second, because one great thing that they've done now is they've given us the reason for these job changes. I'm a, I'll go into that next, but the 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 fact that Warrior just did not even have to burst as a the, – the, it can burst, but it just didn't have the DPS burst. Xenesis um, had to change to, to, a, uh, to a gun breaker. He went to gun mode. Um, I think they're going to be on uh, some some streamers are going to be on Frosty's stream uh, talking about that soon. So if you get a chance, check that out. They can shed some more light on that. I was in the chat reading the memes because his chat was clowning him about having to switch to Gunbreaker over Warrior. But it 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 have he they couldn't beat it until they had a Warrior Dark comp 
uh, uh, beaten this boss. And, um, you know, you don't see any gun breakers, even though gun breaker, I'm sorry, not gun breaker, um, machinist, you don't see any machinists anywhere because, you know, machinist really needs an overhaul, but I guess that's a different story. Um, these jobs were undertuned to some degree. Now, what I don't quite get is they, they, they upped the potency on these jobs and they reduced the HP of the enemy. So which is it? You know, I, I agree that they probably did mm-hmm. overtune the boss a bit in their, in their haste of feeling like these people are going to have one extra tome gear. You know, we need to make this just a little bit stronger and they, they overtuned it. Um, but, what was really neat is when you go to the job guide, and if you have issue yeah. finding this, if you go to the job guide and you scroll all the way down, you get these orange buttons that tell you patch by patch what, what they changed. Paladins is the most interesting. So let me cover Warrior first because it's not quite as interesting. Warrior excels at dealing burst damage, but we found their overall damage to be lacking compared to other tank jobs, so we decided to increase the potency. In 6.2, we focused on improving its basic combo actions. We've made further improvements to the potency of combo actions as well as those that contribute to the burst damage. So Warrior's not broken. They fa- they It's undertuned. They they up the potency on it. Paladin, though, they straight up say is broken. And this yep. is why. Paladin has d- difficulty dealing high levels of burst damage when compared to the other tanks. They excel at maintaining high sustained damage by way of the ranged attacks. This is the interesting part. Recent duties have been designed to include features that reduce stress on tank and melee DPS by creating larger boss targeting circles. Because of these design choices, the unique advantage of Paladin's high sustained damage loses impact. Uh, Eighth Circle Savage is an example uh, periods where the enemy cannot be attacked and mechanics that grant increased damage to players further emphasizes the value of burst damage. In such, situa- so in such situations, the job's incompatibility, Paladin's incompatibility, with the duty becomes readily apparent. The kicker to subsequently resolve, we will begin a full reevaluation of actions that said waiting for an evaluation would mean prolonging the unfavorable state, so we buffed it. Uh, expect uh, more significant adjustments uh, over time, and uh, patch 6.3 onward will be the implementation of that. So you basically have got one tank that its niche is that I can cast from afar and keep this sustained attack because you know you've got a bur- you've got a magic cycle and a in a in a melee cycle in paladin right um mm-hmm. but the other warriors can just kind of load up and felkly felkly felkleave uh whatever and paladin doesn't have that and they have to completely redesign uh, the the actions to that so they're still learning what they want to do i thought this was also fascinating because i had been reading some reddit slash official forum posts that said these big circles are fucking people up and this was before any of these changes happened. People were already noticing the big target circles are fucking people up. I think for positionals, like on a monk or something, like there's 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 things that, although they're making these things easier, it's screwing up the way the the jobs normally play. And I I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Obviously, they have an idea for paladin. Is it going to? make everything feel samesy again or all the tanks just going to have a burst phase um you go back to that argument where 
shouldn't you have like a high skill ceiling? Like, yeah, maybe you got a burst, but maybe there's another way to play it that you can really do something awesome. And if you're if you're that good, you can do it. Are they taking those things away? Maybe Paladin never had that, and Paladin really really just does need it. I actually think Paladin has a lot of button bloat. That's my personal opinion. Um, I think there's a, there's things that could be changed in that in that regard. But I'm thankful that they have these these reasons behind it now because it's a little bit of insight. They're, they're showing their cards now and uh, some of the changes that were made are not congruent with the way jobs uh, are currently. Y'all's thoughts? No, I, I completely agree. And I, I know exactly what they're talking about with Paladin. Like it's, it's pretty obvious just when playing, when using my melee rotation versus my da- my my magic rotation like it's it's much easier to you know keep up the melee one than the magic one because i'm running around so much while i'm trying to get the magic one off and it's it's it is really situational when i can do it and when i can't um and I don't know if that's exactly what they're getting at here, but there there definitely needs to be some. That's the thing too. You were talking about the one um, streamer or YouTuber, and that's the thing. It wasn't just one that had to switch off of you know their warrior or like no one. Like you said, no one was walking in there with Paladin because mm-hmm. they just can't keep up right now. They just can't. Like they require damage. All of these fights. You used to be able to just be a tank. Like, I'm tanking so well and taking so little damage and keeping hate so well that it doesn't matter that I'm doing shittier damage because it lets everyone else focus on that. The healers don't have to heal me as much so they can DPS, you know? Nobody else is soaking up that damage so they can just concentrate on fighting. But now the threshold for requiring damage from your tanks has gotten so high and the expectations are so high when you go into these higher level battles that and and just to be clear I am talking out my ass because I have not been in any high level battles in a very long time <laughs> but just from everything I've read and everything I've seen it it just seems I I'm glad they're doing a full reevaluation of of paladin actions because something's got to give that's kind of where I'm at I'm looking up that Mog Talk episode to see when that's going to air because those are actual people who uh, know what they're talking about, not me. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if they've got it posted, but Mog Talk will be the place to uh, to see it when they have that new episode up. Maybe by the time the podcast ends here, I can I can pump it up at the end or something. But that's yeah, um, I'd love to check that out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the kicker. You've got you've got people who. Let me let me let me step back a little bit. You've got jobs. I think you're right, Carrie. I think there I think every job should be able to clear content. I think the job should have the flavor of it may do X better than Y, but they can still clear it, right? I don't yes. think there should be a job that's like, well, you gotta wait till week three before this job can clear it. That's broken. That's not right. I yeah. think it's okay to say this job does more damage, 
but during their damage phase, they take more damage, right? Like a berserker would, like in fantasy anyway, you know, right? Like you rip yeah. all the armor off and you're doing more damage, but you're taking more hits. That's like a D&D. That's like tried like and an true. enraged thing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of have that. And I can see having Holy Knight Paladin they're doing the damage but they could but it's maybe it's not as strong but they can take the hit and i would balance a fight around maybe that but then your comp might change to make up for that maybe a paladin doesn't need as many shieldy healers as a warrior would or or vice versa but it doesn't matter because if you if you wanted to take a paladin a warrior a white mage an astrologe or whatever but it's that's that's not the way it is now you, it seems like you gotta have you gotta pair X, Y, and Z, or you're not gonna get over. And I do understand there's a difference between week one and week eight. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I get that, but I think on a baseline, week one, at most, you should you know maybe look at some of the composition of you know who's what DPS have I got and what healer do I got in comparison to the tank. Not completely swapping up the tank. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm at a left field for that one. But I I just think every job should at least be able to clear. Maybe the comp needs to be to work together for that. But I think there should have been a comp that works together with a, if a warrior and paladin wanted to go in. That there should have been a comp that works with that to make that well, it, viable. Especially when you're talking about week one, you're talking about the best players in the world and they should be able to get through this content on any character like that i, I really believe on any job um and well, I, on I think, any tank especially because tanks yeah. are all supposed to be even right healers they've definitely split into two groups and uh you know and like damage dealers you've got you know ranged physical ranged magical melee you know so there's but by the tanks themselves you would think you that's I think why it's glaring, right? Mm-hmm. It's glaring because the tanks are all supposed to be on the same level. Yeah, I'm sorry, and I, I interrupted the shit out of you. No. no, no, that's totally a good point. And my other thing is, is I do worry though about something, Ruby. You mentioned earlier about like I don't want to go back to being all mud classes. I don't want everyone to have a heal. There's no excuse for every DPS and every like. I I want. I like that there's differences. I like that that we have different ways we go about tanking. That, like you said, they might do more damage, but while they're damaged, they take more damage. Or, you know, I get invincibility, but that means I don't get to DPS that well, you know. I There should be trade-offs. There should be offsets. There should be ups and downs and positives and negatives. But they have to find a way to do it like they have every other job in the game where it is balanced so that they can keep up regardless of the fight. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I I agree. I think they have some issue with balancing and they've had issues with balancing. This is just tanks we're talking about. You still have magic DPS, the ones that have raises and the ones that don't balancing between all those you're ranged. You've got, you know, aren't, weren't we supposed to have selfish, jobs versus non-selfish black mage is selfish and the others aren't selfish wasn't machinist supposed to be selfish and the others not and but machinist does pitiful damage um there's issues across the board they're not taking care of all the issues and 
you know, it wasn't long ago we were only bitching about the healers, and now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to see, you know, there's there's some other issues. So I hope they're hope they're taking the feedback seriously, especially if just by changing the way the bosses are now, you're starting to see these these glaring uh, inadequacies. So, but you're right, like clicking into. I'm glad that I clicked into the job guide and read these further notes about Paladin to see that they really are taking it seriously and they really are taking a larger look at, at this. And yeah, no Paladin and warrior are not the only ones they need to take a look at, but um, it is heartening to know that, that they, they are aware of the issues and they are working on redesigns and, and trying to keep these things in mind and, in the meantime, they put a big old patch on it for us to, you know, kick a little more ass. So I'll take it for now. Yeah. I did find that Mog Talk information. Mog Talk is this weekend. It is Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific, so 4 p.m. Central, and that's on twitch.tv slash Mog Talk. It's going to have Xenosis Vex, who I was aforementioning, Arthur's, and FF. XIV Momo to talk about job and raid balance. You don't want to miss it. These are people who know what they're talking about on this week one stuff. So check it out. All right. Well, then moving on, we, you know, it wouldn't be Final Fantasy 14 without more optional items every week. (laughs) (laughs) We got a doozy this time. We got a doozy. Oh my gosh. Both of them are pretty good. So there's a emote, Deride. Is that how you say Mm -hmm. Deride? Yes. It's. I bought it immediately. Um, it's. It's cute. It's. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, what it looks like on every race, but it's pretty. Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty funny. I don't know why. Wh- where I will use it, but for some reason, I thought a Lalafell doing it was pretty adorable. Oh, we're definitely going to be making that face at each it other. It seems yeah. like it's <laughs> made for, sure. for Lala. Like I'm watching these other Kinda. races do it, but it seems like a very Lala thing to do. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cute, honestly. I'm gonna look at the other races doing it. Yeah, some of them look don't look quite so fu- cool, you know. So <laughs> the Aura girl looks pretty cute doing it too. Honestly, yeah, I think the cuter the race, <laughs> the cuter. It Maybe yeah. the cuter, the cuter the race, the cuter. All right, and then if you have twenty two dollars in American, <laughs> you can get just uh, shoot the me. just shoot me. You can get the fat cat attire. To be fair, now mind you, twenty two dollars is highway robbery, yes, but they. I don't know if this is something new they've been doing. I feel like they've been doing it a little bit more and more. It is one, two, three, four, five different pieces. It is the hood. The hood is completely separate from the shirt. Okay. It's the hood, and then it's the hoodie, or the the sweatshirt. And then there are long pants, and then there are shorts with socks, and then the slippers. The slippers are killing me. They have little toe beans on the bottom of the, like, little paws. It's The little sweatshirt has a tail. Have you seen the animated gif of them running? Yeah. $22 is a lot, though, man. It does die kind of nice, though. Yeah. I know. I was just looking at the little pink with the purple ears, Lalafell, with the... Here's the thing. For $22, I can buy another whole fucking game. I know. That's... Yeah, and that's that's where I'm. I I might spend the seven on that face because I can absolutely see me having fun making that face at all, like you and the rest of the free company, and yeah. and just in dungeons and having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, I emote a lot. I don't. I'm not going to wear the 
I'm no. not going to wear that outfit much. Yeah. No, like it would just be for glamour. It would just be for running around the gold saucer or something. And and I, I'd rather go buy another game. I I just mm-hmm. I can't spend. I cannot support that amount of money. That's ridiculous. I feel that. It's an adorable outfit. Do not get me wrong. Whoever designed that, kudos to you because it is a phenomenal set of attire. But whoever's putting the prices on them, no. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for a sale, if even then, for that. The Deride, though, yeah. I'm I'm with it. There are some emotes that are like, oh, that's cool. And there's some that are like must-haves. Like Toast is a must-have. Play Dead mm-hmm. is a must-have. Um, this this could be in the must-have. I guess really depending on your race. I think if you're a Lala, maybe a Mikote, maybe a Hure. I don't know. I just I don't think I don't know if it looks great on that Rothgar, just because the Rothgar already no. looks static it's a as is. Kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, then the Primals live in Japan. Beyond the Shadow is out now, so it is a live Blu-ray disc of the Primals. It was out on the fourteenth, and um, let's see, uh, the pre-orders are going to ship. Oh, begin delivering to customers in late September because there's shipment delays. But it's sixty bucks and has twenty four songs, some bonus content, twenty one downloadable files and MP3. There is also, you know, bonus items. I usually get things that have bonus items, but there's two orchestrion rolls you can get. I did not. I'm interested in some of the the main theme in Matoya's Cave Medley. That mm-hmm. sounds That's, interesting. That could be great. Um, were some of these the stuff that they did those live shows recently? Uh, I think the so. backstage. Think, okay, I'm seeing that in here. I, I, yeah, as I an think added so. bonus backstage with the primals. You know, you could watch. I don't know if it's still out there. You could watch like four of them that were on YouTube, and uh, we watched them in our house, and uh, they were pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. we, we we enjoyed watching those through. I think it put our son to sleep when we watched. Uh, it's like the the Nautilus never sleeps or whatever it's called. Knowledge never sleep. The not, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's the night version of um, uh, of old Charlayan. So Charlayan. Yeah. So very but, cool. Really cute. Because they did. It was almost like MTV. Remember Unplugged? Where yes. where was it? Yeah. So it was like all of them up there with acoustic guitars and tambourines uh, playing that one. So it was it was real chill. I've I've never heard them perform and not been impressed. So I I, I would bet this will be great. Okay, then we have a stroll with Yoshi P at Tokyo Game Show 2022 that airs on the 18th. Let's see, uh, 18th on Sunday, September 18th at uh, 1 p.m. PDT. You can see it on YouTube, Nico Nico, and Twitch. 1 a.m. By the Sorry, way, 1 a.m. Thank you, thank you. Yep. Uh, so the show details are a visit to player housing and crystalline conflict custom matches. And then the, they're going to have a crystalline conflict common commenter who is pictured there. So that could be very interesting. I think it's going to be, uh, probably all in Japanese. Let me see. Let's see. Oh, they're final fantasy 14 is not having in-person exhibits or live broadcasts from, Whatever this is this year. Hmm. Tokyo so, Game Show? Ma- Makuri Mess this year. Hmm. Yeah. And all the items in Japanese. So I guess I will eagerly await the translations upon <laughs> the 
if there's anything, any any interesting tidbits. Tidbits are probably you... what we'll get, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it they used to say? The hot scoops. Was hot it Matt scoops. used to say? Bayon, hot, Bayon used to say hot scoops. Mm-hmm. What's on tap? We've got Final Fantasy fourteen backstage investigators number ten character concept artist Tetsu Tsukimoto. I'm bad at pronouncing names. My apologies. I, I haven't looked at this too closely, except for I did uh, did recognize this big boy right away, Alexander Prime. So yeah, this is a character concept artist, and they interviewed. Oh, these are nice, nice uh, concept. These are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like Race Felger and Nidhog. Oh, they talked about uh, Cloud of Darkness and Zande Aman. That was the first ones he worked on. Race Felger and Nidhog. Oh, those were the ones that stood out to him in particular. Some very interesting stuff here. Hmm. Oh, he designed an anima also. That's cool. Oh, and he plays Final Fantasy Fourteenth. Probably one <laughs> of the people in that group. That's nice when you find out that... Hmm? You're probably one of the ones in the group that beat... Beat it, uh, beat... <laughs> eight it Savage. too good. Too good at it. It was too oh, good. Too good. Too good. Oh, he designed Anima for Final Fantasy X, it says. Mm. That's cool. That's badass. Love it. You know, we were mentioning Hop Scoops earlier, and I, I failed to mention, I said it in the beginning, but the um, that Cryal news that came out, I don't know if you guys had heard about that. I hadn't heard. What was that about? The 7.0 stuff. Well, this was a hot scoop in just an interview that Yoshida had out there, and that um, Cryal was going to take a main slot in 7.0 she was going to be more prominent um that um you know her like her hairstyle they talked about her outfit and hairstyle the hairstyle was always there with the the ponytail underneath the hood it was always meant to be that way but then they finally showed off the um the ponytail from underneath the hood when we had the i guess it was in the um forum when they're speaking to charlayans and um you know they're going to redesign her outfit there's going to be an outfit change for her, which is – it kind of leads me to speculate, will she showcase whatever new job that we get in 7.0? Oh, you know, a lot of times interesting. We, we get that. Um, we, we had that most recently with Alphano, and so I wonder if Kryl is going to be a different healer or a, D, a DPS job or something else. Now, she may not change at all. It may just be an outfit change, but um, – that's uh, that's some of the hot scoops there. We're going to get a little more Kryle in the future, and I think people are actually okay with that. They want to see more action out of Kryle. Or I, I enjoyed that she was pretty prominent in 6.0. She's always taken a back seat or as a side story, and um, she really got to uh, stand out in 6.0. And I guess if she's going to head the you know Sons of Baldizian or whatever, Scholars Baldizian... Um, you know, she should take a take another front seat for the expansion. Definitely, I think that's going to be really neat. I I always enjoyed her, and I still, even in six felt like we didn't see her as much as we could. Like if you compare her to the rest of the the main characters we've had for quite some time, like she's still underrepresented among the rest of them. Absolutely. I I know she's newer, so that makes sense. But you know, at the same time. Yeah, it'd, it'd be great to see more of her. I'd be okay seeing more of her. That being said, 
I we talked about this a little a couple episodes back, but it's like I don't want all the new content to be all of us again. Yeah. You I want to focus on new characters. We've we've had Alice and Alphano and we've had Ishtola and we've had you know, we've had all of our main players going back so long and so in depth that I really would like some new blood in in, in the main lineup. So like like I would I again Kryle, like I said, I feel she's been a little underrepresented, so I don't mind spending some more time with her, but I'd like a new crew. That's that's where I'm at right now. We can make new friends. We can have, you know, new adventures in the world with new people. So well, that's kind con- of... Well, they told us the band was breaking up. So yes. it was just, just like I, I didn't expect to get the whole crew back together immediately. Exactly. But anyway, some uh, cool tidbits about the, the character designs and stuff. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we got a new art book coming out pretty soon, too. The Art of Resurrection Among the Stars. They mentioned at the bottom there. I cannot remember if I ordered it or not. Last time I couldn't remember if I ordered it or not. I think I got two of something. <laughs> There's a CD. One of the CDs I've got two of somewhere floating around. Any other notes for that? Nope. Nah. All right. We do have happy hour. We do have a listener uh, email. Hey, Ruby. Hey, Yelta. Hey, Kariri. I wanted to send you this letter to let you know I appreciated your candor and support for the new Starter Guide videos. As a person who has introduced a few friends to the game, some of them completely new to gaming, let alone MMOs or Final Fantasy games, I've always had to hold their hands through the first few hours as they navigated creating their characters, organizing their menus, and even getting their first bits of gear. Some of them have basically had to act as cheerleaders as they got used to a game with so much information being thrown at them from the get-go so they wouldn't give up immediately. Lots of people who are joining now are complete newbies to gaming and need to be given even more grace than might be expected. I'm super excited for the variant slash criterion dungeons as someone who wants to do harder content but can't often can't join a static to, due to time differences. This gives me a bit of hope to find a smaller group of people willing to get together to challenge something new. Love the show, and I'm happy that I've been able to find you on Spotify as well. Best, Kohede. It's our Kohede. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Kohede. Oh, Kohede does. And shout out to Kohede. Thank you for the beautiful, beautiful necklace. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> what color did you get? I got purple. I got yellow. You got yellow. She, I she was, love she it. Was, she was grilling me for what colors do you like, and they don't have pink. So. <laughs> Yellow is my other favorite, so that's perfect. Oh, that's great. I'm glad Kohedi mentions about the videos. You know, they're not meant to teach you how to tank or unveil or how to DPS as a healer or any of that stuff. They're supposed to get you through the first, like, ten hours so you kind of figure out what the fuck am I doing in this MMO so, uh, yeah, that's what they're for, not the other bullshit that Reddit or Twitter seems to think that they're for. All right, and then we had another message. Uh, I don't know who – I think we didn't paste in who this is from, but we'll go find it. Hello, everyone. How is everyone feeling tonight? So a recent idea I implemented in our Final Fantasy fourteen community Discord is trading of valuable items that you would normally sell on the market board like minions, mounts, parasols, and the like. And what I like to generally ask for in return is a trade of small stack of 
high-quality leave turn-ins. I'd like to think of it as a jumbo leave created by the player. This way, a friend acquires a desirable, and you obtain future or current investments towards leave turn-ins. Of course, if the item is generally dirt cheap, giving it away is also something I do. What are your thoughts on a bartering system like this? Oh, yeah, this was Soul Survivors. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, being in a free company, we do a lot of drop it off in the uh, free company chest or, you know, if I need a ring or something, I say, can anybody make me this ring? So I guess we don't really do bartering so much, but I can definitely see, uh, coming up with a trade, you know. You know what this reminds me of is, uh, the holiday Hmm. season when you've got people trying to sell the dream gear on uh, the auction house or doing something, you know, trying to get people to buy dream gear. And then you've got good people who just stand out there and just hand it out. Um, like Yelta? Yes. Be- Put it up for like 12 gil each or something. Right. Yeah. So, you know, some, some items are very easily accessible for for some and not so much for others. And it shouldn't be used to gouge people. I think bartering is great because it's like a scratch your back, scratch mine. As long as you find that sweet spot. Um, and, you know, it kind of takes out the whole guild thing. Sometimes, I guess, buying and selling for some may feel kind of gross because you're buying it. Capitalism. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I think it, I think as long as it works for you, I think it's uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Well, and a lot, of, a lot of games even have like a whole trade chat, right? They have a whole... You know, even in the party finder, you see stuff up sometimes selling this stuff or, or bartering stuff, you know. And if you can come up with a system, it looks like a, with their community discord. Yeah, if you can come up with some uh, kind of an outline of best practices or something, everybody is getting something of a reasonable value. I, oops, I think it's fine. I think that's a good idea. I don't think I told y'all I was in a dungeon not long ago. And it was the 6.2 dungeon, and I had a dancer with me, and I think it was a group of three friends. At least two of them were friends. The dancer was friends with somebody else. I was on Summoner. And the dancer had forgotten to put, you know, the buff on me, and the friend said, buff him. And I was like, I don't get buffed. I never get buffed, so I didn't even notice I was missing. And so we were chatting. It was funny. We were talking. And by the time we got to the end, the the dancer went, oh, no, my gear is broken. And I was like, oh, ho, ho, I can repair your gear. <laughs> and they were okay? like, oh, my God, thank you. I don't know if it if it paid me because it puts a gill amount at the bottom. I we were we were just at the last bus and I didn't have time to fuck with it. So I just put the they they asked me, I hit the button and it was done. So I don't know if any guild changed hands or not. I don't really care. It was it's simple to do. But they were like, "Oh my god, thank you. I can't believe you were able to do that. Thank you, thank Isn't you, thank cool? you." It was such a big That's deal. So great. And I'm like in the chat, I'm like one hand I'm fighting, the other hand I'm like, "Well, in 1.0" <laughs> <laughs> we used to do this, and uh, they were like, "Really?" I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this is a this was a long time coming. We should have had this back a long time ago." But I never even expected. Just in a dungeon scenario, you would think like, "Oh, we've been we've been beating our head against you know P7S, and somebody's gear yeah. or ring broke. Let me fix it real quick." That's the scenario I would think of it. Not 
you know, just some rando in a dungeon, but we were already having a good time and it just so happened and, you know, I got all the commendations, but it was, mm-hmm. it was a fun little moment and I'm glad that they put that back in the game. No, I, I was able to repair somebody's gear who had never, they don't have high enough, or somebody in the free company, they don't have high enough crafters to repair it. I don't know if they fully understood that you repair it to 199% instead of 100%. Oh, yeah. That is so, so it's sexy. Like, it's like, tw- it's like it's, it stays good twice as long now, which is always, you know, super nice. All right. I think then it is closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. If you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Personal plugs. Ruby. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And Carrie? I am on Twitter as well at Carrie Sumasu, K-H-A-R-I-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. You can find me on Twitter at Yeltasumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.